Hello, and thank you for joining my podcast today. I appreciate it so much if you've been tuning in to a lot of the content I've been putting out. I am uh, I'm super inconsistent with it, but hey, I'm just a dude with a mic uh, doing my best. <laughs> but I want to be consistent. This is a, an outlet for me that I get to speak and share on so many truth-filled thoughts and, you know, honestly, just being completely transparent, honest, real, authentic, and just speaking what I feel that God has placed on my heart as a burden for people. And I just want someone to learn from what he's doing within me. And so I, uh, I don't know if you know my background, but I, I grew up going to church, being the church boy, and it was everything to me. And I thought that I wasn't going to do anything in church uh, full time. And then all of a sudden, I went through a season where I'm like, dang, like, I, this is so fulfilling, rewarding. I had this drive. And then it was almost as I started doing that that I kind of got pulled into another direction through opportunity with business and life and, and all those things. And so I took that, and now it seems that it's been about five years now that I have not been in that position. And I've learned so dang much. That's what I feel that this podcast is gonna be. Those five years for me was a, just a discovery of what I really was. And I think it's when you're not told you should do something and you're out of the own motivation of your heart and the burden that you feel and the, the passion for something. When no one is around you telling you, like, hey, you're amazing at this, you should do this, and there's no opportunity, and yet when you still find ways to do that with whatever field it may be, um, just in whatever free time that you have, you dedicate to perfecting it, to uh, pursuing it, and not in a burdensome way, but in a way that it's just almost like you can't help it. And I feel like that's what this podcast and the music that I've been creating, I've been working on lots and lots of songs for the past three years, and it's been an up and down journey, and I feel that there's a lot of people out there that have that thing that they know they really want to do or want to be in. And it's just, it can be two things. It can be a massive burden and uh, it can be overwhelming thinking it's never going to happen. Or you can be faithful right where you're at and you can make steps towards it and be confident that if it is in his will that he will bring it to pass and you can trust in that. And that is so easy to talk about, but dang, it is hard to live that out. I have been consumed with this concept of understanding lately. Humans love to be understood. Me, specifically. I love it. 
When I go through something, I want you to feel every bit of it and just come alongside of me and just be right there. I mean, that's why we love friends, relationships. That's why we pursue after those things because they relate, they confirm, they, they understand, they are with you. And all of a sudden there's this community in this like-minded and heart. And, and that's what understanding feels so good. But what God has been showing me is a lot of the times he's calling us to lean not on our own understanding and yet and just to trust him. And that trust goes beyond what we can either fathom or understand or even comprehend. And that is a hard thing to do. I don't know if you notice this right now, but I, I can't speak with a full voice. I got my wisdom teeth out two days ago, and I had some major issues. They were like completely sideways, like pointing at my other teeth. It was pretty gnarly. I, I'm thankful that we got to the bottom of it because I had nerve pain for the last three years. And again, that's part of the stretching process that God's been bringing me through is, man, if you're dealing with chronic pain, that just is like an annoying fly in the room. No pun intended, because literally there's so many flies around me right now. It's funny that I just said that. Um, it's just kind of like that annoying fly that it's like it never seems to go away. And it's always there, and it just makes whatever you're up against that much harder, because it's just another factor in the mix of the adversity. It's hard enough that people aren't going to get it, not going to support maybe what you're doing all the time. You're not always going to have the friends, family support that you want let alone not just that, which, by the way, I don't think that those people were ever even meant to give you what you're longing for. Now, think with me. I think we expect so much of everyone else, but we don't put that on our own self, like, and expect that us to do that to them. We're so quick to say nobody was there for me, nobody supported me, nobody encouraged me, and you're drifting off into this place of isolation where it's you against the world, and that is the worst place to be. This is a place of total anxiety, fear, and, you know, I felt that way with going into my surgery and things is that you realize how much you're not in control and how that brings about a lot of fear. And I think that a lot of what we've seen through pandemics, through social in injustice, through political uh, just upheaval and media and social media and man, all of this, it just seems like a lot of messages and a lot of fear. And I think fear is one of the biggest enemies that we have but with I think it is a powerful powerful weapon and people use it as a weapon if you can get someone to maintain in a, a, a space of fear it will change every decision they make every thought that they think and it'll affect every step that they make in their life it's why there's so much intimidation in the fighting world, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, it, it, there's all this taunting and it's all this attempt to get your opponent to be afraid. 
And I know that that is what the enemy is doing to each of us day and night. Trying to cultivate this fear to where we think it is way beyond like our control. That we now are completely suppressed and it's just this sense of heaviness. Uh, I've been going through family stuff with sicknesses and there's been so many situations of people in my family that are going through such a burden. And it is so easy to give in to fear because when it comes to health and situational trials, there's so much that you can't control. And you begin to drift off into a space of panic and anxiety because you can't do anything but pray. And a lot of people, you know, they say thoughts and prayers we're sending towards you. And, and I, I just get the feeling that we think of prayer as this last resort, living on a prayer. And we just, we don't know if it really has an impact. Like, is God really hearing what I'm saying? It, but I'm telling you right now, he responds when we cry out. And he knows what we think. He knows what we're going to say before we even speak it. He knows. The question is, do we know that he knows? The Bible says, be still and know that he is God. I think we all every day need an understanding of, wow, he is in control. Wow, he is God. He is the creator of the universe, the stars and the planets. And he knows. And I heard the story of Martha and Mary and their, their brother Lazarus. And I just, I got this image and they were so panicked and they felt that God had abandoned them because Lazarus had died and Jesus loved him. And how could Jesus let someone that he loved go through that? And that's the question we ask him every day. God, if you care about me, then why is this happening to me? Well, he knows something that we don't know. He can do stuff that we can't do. He works in timing that we don't even know. And this is a major adjustment because this is what is what we call faith. Would it be faith if it made complete sense and Every single person, it was a no-brainer thing, and we all understood it. We all got it on lock. We all are on the same page, and it makes total sense. No, that would just be conformity. Um, but faith is something that draws us out. Just like the two sisters of Lazarus, when he was at his end 
they blamed Jesus, but yet they didn't know what Jesus was doing. And here's the crazy thing. We're not expected to. What we're expected to do is to trust him. And it, that, that's the verse in the Bible that he says that Jesus wept. I think there is a, a massive vision that I want you to get within this story. There is two things unfolding. The, the revolving of the world and the circumstances colliding with heaven and God and the plans and the actions and the divine, supernatural, eternal being that he is, there's a collision here. And Jesus, knowing the whole story, still comes to comfort and weeps with them. This is, to me, why I'm a Jesus person. Because there is no thing out there that you can buy, achieve to, do, that is going to ever measure up to a God that is willing to walk in your circumstance, even though he is almighty, powerful, all-knowing, outside of time, perfect in all of his ways, yet he wants to be in the middle of it. And like a good father, he's seeing the whole story from a higher perspective, a higher knowledge. And what I am being drawn into, you would think that I would start to know more and more as I get older. And in some senses it's true, but in the very most sense of it, I know that I am realizing how much I'm not in control, how much he is in control, and that I can't do anything to add or me personally, I am, I am so small in comparison to him, and yet he is so deliberate to be a part of my story. And he loves the small stuff. And this is so contrary to everything we've been taught, especially here in America. We want the big numbers. We want to look at the response of people, the acknowledgement of others. And I just, I think that he is more about the hidden things in your heart and being a part of the still moments in your life and knowing that when you lay your head down at night and you have your anxieties that he wants you to cast them on him and even though he has the answer he doesn't just bust into your life and just change everything instead he meets you in the midst of your trial and what you're facing and he first gives you comfort and then he moves you as you start to trust and lean on him he starts to reveal his plan over time and I think on young people, we have really pressed this idea that you only have so much time. You gotta do this. You gotta do it while you're young because once you're older, it'll change. And, and man, what, a, what an anxiety we just set up our youth for. That if you don't do something right now, you're gonna miss it. 
can I just free you up? You're not going to miss what God has because he's never late. It looks like he's late, but that's because he had something different in mind. The anointing, the calling, the blessing, all these supernatural amazing things that he has, he has them in mind for you, and, and there ain't nothing that, that time or your, your faults, your, your lack of effort is going to do to change that. In fact, he, he just wants to be with you. He's not concerned about how much you can do for him. That we will, you can get to later. But in, in the church world, in the, the religious world, in uh, the American world, we just always think we got to do to get And we cannot apply this with a God that is working outside of our economy, out of our minds that have been so limited to this type of thinking. And it may work in business, but it does not work in this relationship with an eternal God. And we shouldn't expect it to. I think that a lot of us get in fear and overwhelmed by situations that are going on in our world. And should we really be that surprised? I don't think so. Our nature is to think that this is it. But I'm just telling you there's something bigger. And if you lean into him, I love the verse that says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I'm just thinking of another verse where your treasure is there, your heart will be. What are you delighting yourself in? Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. You're you're positioning yourself in a place where you're trusting in him and leaning not on your understanding, but you're leaning on him. That's your position. My wife has a little reminder on her phone and I see it and I'm just thinking about it. And it says, stay in position. A lot of mindset people will say, stay in your lane. Branding people, hey, what is your, your vision, your, your, your brand? What do they bring into the market? And stay in that lane and then uh, you know, good will happen. Be consistent. I'm telling you, stay in your lane. And that lane is he is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no other life apart from him. Stay in that lane. Don't get caught up in the what's going on on the left, what's going on on the right. You need to stay on this path where it, it, it's honestly very, very simple. You are just following and taking steps. And if you're worried, you, you let him know. You say, God, I'm worried right now. I need you to speak to me. And that's where I love music is music has the ability and, and praise music. It just, it, it starts to invade our timing, and it starts to show us how big God is. It's a magnifying glass to who he is. And once we start to see who he is, just as fear was our biggest enemy, it starts to become our biggest adversary because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When we reverence him above all else, things start to fall in line. When we seek his kingdom, 
other things start falling into place because we can't get out of alignment. We have to be in position where we are leaning on him. And here is the frustrating thing about this. It is a blessing, but sometimes he pushes us into situations where we don't have any hope. So we're forced to hope in him. And it is, <laughs> it is crazy how he works. He's a wild, wild, wild God. And, and, we weren't expected to understand how he, he works completely. His ways are not our ways. Thank goodness they're not. Thank goodness they're not. You see, these things that you thought were against you, you can actually celebrate. These things that you thought were for your harm are turned through his providential eternal power. He can turn it to good. How can he do that? Well, it's because he's God. And that's what he specializes in, turning things that look like, see the key word is look, they look like they're not good, they're not, uh, they're against you, they're heavy, how will you get out, how can you do this, it's heavy, it's burdensome, but Jesus said take my load on you and my burden is easy and light, why? Because he's the one that's carrying the load, we cast our cares on him because he cares for us. He cares so much. That's why he wept at the sight of Martha and Mary and their beloved brother because he does care. And you need to know that today. He does care about that situation that you're going through. He does care about the small things. I think we think he only cares about the big stuff. That he wouldn't be interested in our little hopes and dreams and thoughts about a new career path and thoughts about a relationship with someone that you're looking to get involved in or a friendship or a, or a house or a car. He doesn't, he, he cares so deeply about you that sometimes those things are ignored, but man, he does care and he knows how to give good gifts. So I wouldn't put him in a box. What I would do is I'd let down your walls and I'd let him in and start to trust him in ways that honestly might hurt you a little bit because you're forced to not lean on yourself and that is a hard thing. Jesus said, unless you deny yourself, that you'll know, by no means see the kingdom. In order to see this stuff, it's gonna require you to let go of some stuff. And letting go is a, is a very difficult thing. I think worry and trauma and fear, that, that just wants to grab on and hide and, and hold on. But I think that as we release and we trust, and we forgive those that have sinned against us and we forgive the, the issues that have gone on in our past, our trauma, we resolve that, we start to make steps towards the things that he might have for us. And the wild thing is, is we don't even know. It says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard the things that he has planned for those who love him and that their heart is in him. And I hope that you were encouraged today by some of these words and I could get some of it out through my mouth that has been brutally beaten up by my wisdom teeth getting yanked out but man I just this stuff has to come out 
This is the stuff that's deep inside of me that I have to get out. And I know there's some stuff in you that needs to be out. Stuff that I don't have, stuff that your neighbor doesn't have, but yet God has specifically placed and and anointed upon your life. And I want to see that start to overflow. And don't judge that by what other people receive it as, but just as simply doing it unto him because he's the one that cares. He cares so much about these thoughts that he has for you. Even when you, you were in your mother's womb, he had thoughts towards you. He's thinking of you. He actually prays for you. Jesus prays for you. Just respond to that call today. Respond to who he is today. It's simple. It's just crying out. Just trusting in him. Leaning on him. Knowing that he's God. Knowing that he's above your problems. But he's not so lofty and way above it that he's not willing to go down and be in the midst of it. He who knew no sin became sin so that we could become. He made himself low so that we could be made brought high. Oh, you got to see that today. You think you're in the depths? He went to the depths of the earth. He first descended before he ascended. He came down so that he could walk in these very steps that you're fearful about. Just walk with him. Listen to his voice. Be still and take those steps with him today.